We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. Hello and welcome to the second episode for the 2022 season for The Last Claw, a West Tigers podcast brought proudly to you by the Sports Best Friends podcast community. You can find the Sports Best Friend network on Spotify under Sports Best Friend podcast community. You can also follow The Biggest Tiger on Twitter, Instagram at The Biggest Tiger to keep up with all things Sports Best Friends over the course of the rugby league season. As well, make sure to give our podcast page a follow at Last Claw Pod to keep up with all things West Tigers and all things Last Claw Podcast. We're going to start off today by having a look at the week that was. We unfortunately fell to the Melbourne Storm at Combank Stadium on Saturday night in a 26-16 loss. You know what, if you told me in the off-season that we'd play Melbourne in round one and we'd only lose by 10 points, I would probably take that. Um, obviously, after the 80 minutes that we had in that game, you would probably you probably would hope for more out of the Tigers and we definitely could have gotten a result in that game. I think the first hour or so, we absolutely matched them and we matched the intensity and the energy and we, we just fell away towards the end. But there was a lot of great signs in that one. For us on the score sheet, Kenny Mamalo managed to grab himself a couple of meat pies and definitely could have had his hat trick. And, uh, of course, David Nofaluma in that right-hand corner where he has been so prolific over the last eight or nine years in his career, scoring tries, got another one for us on Saturday night. Luke Brooks missed all three of the sideline conversions but did kick two penalty goals during the game. For the Melbourne Storm, uh, George Jennings, Jerome Hughes, uh, Coates, Liero and Smith all got on the score sheet for them. Nick Meaney kicked three out of five of his attempted conversions and missed his only shot at penalty goal. I thought for us, the players that really stood out to me in round one, Dane Laurie, obviously, I think he was our best on field uh, against the Melbourne Storm. He was just electrifying with the ball in his hands. He's so exciting to watch. Whenever he gets in the tiniest bit of space, you know he's got that speed, he's got the footwork, the, the agility, the acceleration. He's such an exciting player, but not just that. He does all the little things. He does all the little things perfectly. He does all those little one percenters that you might not see on a stat sheet. You might not notice um, that much when you're watching the game live. But at the end of the day, he's one of those fullbacks that just knows how to do the little things right. He's there. He's got great support play. You know, he doesn't make that many errors, if any errors, at the back. He's good under the high ball. Uh, he's good at picking when to run, when to pass. And he just did all those little things really well. And I thought he added a lot for us in that fullback jersey. And thankfully, he's picked up from where he left off with us last season, which is great to see. Another uh, good performer for us on the weekend. Ken Mamalo obviously mentioned he scored two tries. Definitely could have had three. Just unlucky not to be able to get the ball grounded for that last try. But I thought he was fantastic coming about coming out of our own end. Obviously, he's a big body. It's like having another front rower out there out on the wing. 
Uh, he was great for us, and he's going to be a fantastic attacking weapon for us as the season goes on. Uh, Stefano Tuikamano picking up where he left off last season. He was fantastic for us, I thought, in the middle. Um, played played some pretty good minutes and had really good some really good runs. Had made good impact into the line. Always managed to or any always managed to uh, get rid of that first defender, bump him off, or, or bend the line. And you know this type of forward that we need. Uh, you just give him the ball and he can make make good meters no matter where you are on the field. And uh, finally, Kelma Tuolangi, who unfortunately is now officially confirmed going to the Manly Seagulls from twenty twenty three, which is uh, which is terrible for us because he is. He is a really special young player. Um, he was fantastic out on that left edge. He played the 80 minutes. He started for us. Um, he was fantastic. He ran a great line. He ran hard. He was strong. He tackled hard. He defended well. He was really, really good. So it's really disappointing that we're going to lose him to the Seagulls next season. But, um, you know, we've got him. We've got him for the rest of the 2022 season, and hopefully he can, he can make a really big impact for us this year and we can do great things with him in our side. just love the game but more than that i love the community if you're a fan of rugby league or the nrl you'll love big tees tees unique affordable and made for fans find a link to the online store in the show notes below you'd look good in one of big tees tees talking about this game a little bit um i thought we were impressive I'm in two minds, you know, as happy as I am with how we played and how we kind of held ourselves throughout that game, you look at the Melbourne side that we faced, and especially with the injuries that they picked up during the game, we really had a great chance to knock Melbourne off for the first time in, I think, about 20 years that they haven't lost a round one match. If anyone was going to do it, it was going to be us on Saturday night against that Melbourne side who... Already had no Munster coming into the game, had no Grant coming into the game, no Jesse Bromwich coming into the game. They lost Brandon Smith to a broken hand in the first minute. Um, and then obviously George Jennings off with the ACL and Christian Welch at the end of the game uh, with a ruptured Achilles. So obviously thoughts and prayers to, to those guys. And I hope that they're, you know, they um, can get back out on the rugby league field as soon as possible because you never want to see uh, players going down with those, especially those season-ending injuries. So, um, you know, those guys are in my thoughts. But... You know, we had a really great opportunity to to beat Melbourne. You know, they had they had all those players missing. They had, you know, for most of the game, they only had the 15 players with uh, Smith and Jennings going off relatively early in the first half. And I think we, we had a chance and we just couldn't take it. I think you can see the difference between sides like Melbourne and us and, the you know, the good coach sides and the sides that still need some work. Melbourne, obviously, maybe the best coach side in rugby league, and they showed that you know they never panicked. We were up sixteen points to sixteen points to four in the second half there, and you know they just didn't look panicked. They went through the motions, they got themselves back into the game, and then the, at the end of the day, they finished a lot better than us, and they deserved the two points. I thought we could have used our bench a lot better. I I'm going to echo some comments that were made on the West Life podcast. If you don't listen to that podcast, it's a fantastic uh, West Tigers fan podcast at West Life Pod on Twitter if you want to go check those guys out. But I want just want to echo some comments that they made and they they I think they articulated it well with that we played a Melbourne side that only had 15 players available for a majority of that game against our 17 and we didn't see two of our bench players until the last 20 minutes of the game. Luke Garner didn't get a run until we had already entered the final 10 minutes of the game, which just completely nullified that advantage. 
Um, obviously, Madge has a plan and he, he knows what he wants to do with his bench players. But the fact that we had that two-man advantage for the whole game and we didn't see Seyfarth or Garner until the last 20 minutes was just confusing for me. I didn't understand why those guys didn't get injected into the game earlier when you've got a tired, retreating Melbourne side that, you know, when we have that two-man advantage and we just didn't, we didn't use it whatsoever. I thought with the ball in our hands, we showed a lot of promise. There was definitely improved signs. I thought last year we looked a lot clunkier with the ball. I don't know if maybe Jackson Hastings has something to do with we're looking a bit more fluid with the ball. Um, we scored some nice tries. Uh, Kemamalo, the first try scorer in the first half, uh, going taking the ball out to the left, coming to along. He got a nice offload away to Brooks, who uh, threw the uh, the overhand hook pass to Gildart, who drew a pass to Mamalo, who scored in the corner. And then Nofaluma scored a really nice try as well uh, at the end of that first half, a, a movement out to the right-hand side. Went through Brooks' hands to Hastings to Laurie, the cutout pass to Nofaluma, who cut back on the inside and beat Coates to score in the corner. Um, it's just really, really exciting to see our spine players combine like that um, and set up a try. You know, it's, it's, it's great signs. And then Mamalo's second try in the second half is exactly what we have been screaming out for the Tigers to do when you've got a six foot five monster sitting out on that wing. Kick the ball to him. When you're on the goal line and you're finishing a set, kick the ball up to Ken Mamalo. He is an aerial threat. He will get up and he will get the ball. And he showed it on multiple occasions on Saturday night that he. He can do that job for us. And, you know, Brooksy had the ball on a string with those kicks that he was putting up to him. They were really good cross-field kicks on the goal line. And it gave Mamalo a great chance to get up and get it. And he, he showed it with the, the, first, the second try that he scored. And he could have had a hat-trick because he, he went up and he got another one. He just couldn't get the ball down. But, you know, that's going to have to be something that we're doing throughout the course of the season because you can't really – you can't defend that. You can't set up a game plan as a, an opposition side to defend – Ken Mamalo being six foot five and out jumping your winger every single time the ball gets kicked to him. So that's going to have to be a big part of our season if we're going to score a lot of points. I think Mamalo is going to have a great year try scoring wise if we continue to, do, to give him that kind of service. Nofaluma says, I'm here, I've got you. But yeah, anyway, 26 to 16. It's a 10 point loss in round one. It's definitely not the worst start we've had to a season, especially against a side like the Melbourne Storm. Um, I, you know, we want to try and keep things positive, especially on uh, on this podcast. And you know, it could have been it could have been a lot worse. Obviously, we were hoping for the win, and we definitely were in a position where we could have gotten it. But at the end of the day, it's uh, it's a missed opportunity. We got to move on from that one, and we are going to move on from that one into our round two clash with the Newcastle Knights. We are going up the M1 to McDonald Jones Stadium for the four pm kickoff on Sunday to play the Newcastle Knights, our mates. Our sports best friends from the Bay 53 podcast. If you, uh, if you haven't listened to their Newcastle Knights fan podcast, then make sure you go over and check them out at Bay 53 pod on Twitter. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting matchup. I am nervous for this because of how well the Knights played against the Roosters in round one. But we're going to quickly run through the teams for this one. We'll start off with your mighty West Tigers, the away side. Dane Laurie obviously uh, maintains his position at fullback, David Nofaluma and Kemamalo are the wingers. James Robertson and Oliver Gildart make up the centres. Jackson Hastings and Luke Brooks are the halves pairing. James Taumau returns from suspension to partner Stefano Utoikamanu in the front row with Jakey Simkin overcoming that shoulder injury he obtained against the Storm to line up in the nine. Kelma Tuolangi, Luciano Lailua and Joe Offahangawe round out our back row with Tyrone Peachy, Alex Twal demoted to the bench in place of Tamau, Zane Musgrove and Alex Seyfarth. 
Uh, finishing up our 17, it's pretty much exactly the same, just with the inclusion of James Tarmow. Um, Alex Twell moving back to the bench, and Luke Garner has been omitted from the 17. He's back in the reserves. Let's have a look at the home side now, the Newcastle Knights, the uh, the team that we're up against. Kalen Ponga will uh, line up in the number one jersey at fullback. Dominic Young and Inari Tuwala are the five and the two. Dane Gagai and Bradman Best make up a very dangerous centre pairing. Jake Clifford partners Adam Clune in the halves with David Clemmer and Jacob Saividi, their front row. Chris Randall lines up in the hooking role. Tyson Brazil and Lachlan Fitzgibbon are your second rowers with Kurt Mann locking the scrum at 13. Yeah, interchange bench, the 14 is Phoenix Crossland, Mitchell Barnett in the 15, Leo Thompson and Jirai Mamasia. Round out their 17, they've also named uh, Daniel Saifiti in their reserves. So that could be dangerous if he does end up getting a call-up. I think he is expected to miss another week, which is lucky enough for us because he is such a dynamic and powerful forward uh, New South Wales representative, obviously. So, you know, if we don't have to face Daniel Saifidi, then I'll absolutely take that. And I'm sh- pretty sure he's expected to be out for another week. So we won't have to worry about DSAF. He does have his brother lining up in the front row, though. So if we squint, then we might think we're coming up against him. But it is just Jacob Saifidi. So no Daniel Saifidi for us this week. As I said, the Knights, last week against the Roosters, I don't want to talk about this game too much, but they were incredibly impressive against a Roosters side who... I don't know if we can, what, how much we can say about this Roosters side. They were very disappointing, I thought, um, in round one. I, I don't want to take credit away from Newcastle, but it definitely wasn't a Roosters side that we're used to seeing. Um, the Knights, they did play extremely well. They, they took the Roosters out of the game. They attacked well. They defended really well. Um, Jake Clifford had a fantastic game in the sixth jersey. I thought Ponga was dangerous. Dane Gagai in his first game back for the Knights was, was immense. He was, he was really, really good. Um, they've got a lot of great attacking weapons, the Newcastle Knights, and we're going to have a lot to be worried about on Sunday, especially uh, away from home, back at McDonald Road Stadium. It's the first home game for Newcastle in almost a year, I would have to say, since they brought the uh, the competition up to Brisbane uh, midway through last season. So these Newcastle fans, we know how loyal and diehard the Knights fans are, and they're going to be out in their numbers to support their side at home on Sunday. So... The Knights are going to have a big boost from the crowd and all those attacking weapons that they've got in their side, we've, we're going to have a lot to worry about, I think. You know, you keep your eyes on Ponga if you want to, if you want to try and make nullify Ponga and, um, and double-team Ponga and then he gets the ball out to Bradman Best and all of a sudden he's one-on-one and you're not going to stop Bradman Best one-on-one. And then all of a sudden they're going to the right and there's Dane Gagai. And Dane Gagai showed how good he is against the Roosters, breaking tackles and, and creating opportunities for them. And then you look at who they've got in the middle of the park and, you know, David Clemmer and Tyson Frizzell. And I thought Kurt Mann was really good in the 13 for them. He really added another layer to their attack on the weekend. So there's so many names, so many players that we're going to have to keep an eye on in this game. It's going to be really tough for us, I think. Um, if they play, obviously, if they play as well as they did against the Roosters last week, I think it could be a long afternoon for us. But obviously, we want to hope for the best as Tigers fans and... We've still named a pretty strong side, obviously, still missing those key guys like Dewey and, uh, and Talau and Bloor, who um, Bloor we're not going to be able to see for the rest of the season, unfortunately. But, you know, we're missing those key guys. But a couple of the key guys for us in this game, I think Jackson Hastings, he's had his first game back in the NRL now. There might have been some first game nerves, a bit of rust possibly, but that should all be all gone now for Jacko. And I'm keen to see how he goes now, now that he's settling into the squad and now that He's raring to go in round two and, you know, his partnership with Brooksy I thought was really good 
on the weekend. I've been seeing a lot of Luke Brooks hate on my timeline, which is not great to see. We are uh, all members of Luke Brooks Island, obviously, on this podcast, and I thought he had a pretty solid game against the Storm. He didn't do a lot wrong. Obviously, his goal kicking was uh, less than satisfying, but um, I thought his general play kicking was really good. Um, his defense was obviously solid. I thought his combination with the rest of the spine was really good, and there's there's good signs there. There's signs of improvement there, and I think himself and Jackson Hastings are going to have to really be on the same page against Newcastle for us to get the job done. Obviously, the forwards are going to have to match what the Newcastle forwards are going to be able to bring, and then I think we have points in us. I think we showed against the Storm that we have we have found ways of getting of scoring points, and our combinations are looking really slick and. We're just gonna have to. We're just gonna have to be the better side on Sunday. I know it sounds stupid and it sounds like the obvious thing to say, but Newcastle were that good against the Roosters. If they can replicate that kind of performance, then we're gonna need to, you know, be twice as good as we were against the Storm in order to beat them at McDonald Road Stadium on Sunday afternoon. Well, that is going to do us for another week. Another week of the Last Claw podcast. Another week in the world of the West Tigers. Not as painful as we are usually expected to get uh, in terms of what they can dish up. It was only a 10-point loss, and now we're going in uh, to play a side that a lot have tipped to finish around the same position as us. But uh, we can only wait and we can only see what happens. You know, Good luck to our friends over at the Bay 53 podcast. Uh, may the better team win. And I will see you all next week. Sports Best Friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end. You are our kind of people. Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember, social media isn't a bad place. You just need to follow the right people.